So it's a privilege to be able to speak to you all and to be up here once again. And um, I hope everyone is um, <clears throat> having a good night. Um, I have a bit of a sore throat right now, so I apologize if I um, sound off or if my voice sounds dry. Bear with me. Uh, another thing I noticed is um, the new Levy Family Edition is finally here. Um, what's her name? Sorry, 
at least once, and I really want to read. I wanted to revisit it again, so we will reread uh, the passage here. But yeah, um, so yeah, in the, in the story that uh, we're about to read, so there are difficulties, the disciples' difficulties, and the the, 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 the doubt that they face can also be quite relatable to us here, can be quite relatable to us as Christians here on this earth. So before I go any further, um, let's uh, pray first, and then we'll reread our, um, the passage and we familiarize ourselves. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Um, Father God, Lord, uh, thank you for today. Thank you for this night that you've given us, Lord, and thank you for allowing us to come here um, to be able to listen to your words, Lord, and Lord, uh, help us to be blessed, Lord, and Lord, put only your words in um, my mouth, Lord, and I pray that you uh, give us all your wisdom, and I pray that you give me confidence, Lord, and help me to be relaxed, Lord, please uh, help us, Lord, and give us your wisdom, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, thank you, so um, if we could all turn our Bibles, and also stand to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verses number 22, verse number 22, um, and only up to verse 33. So, to, uh, yeah. Um, verse number 22, you guys respond and all the way and read the last verse. Together, Matthew 14, 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and, be and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship and the
the message there. So, yeah, so before uh, what we just heard was the feeding of the um, 5,000. So, you know, the, the disciples here, they witness uh, the multitude here as well. They witness the miracle of the, you know, the five loaves and um, the five loaves and the two fishes being multiplied to be able to feed the, you know, the, the big crowd. So they all had, um, uh, you know, witnessed this great miracle. So that's why there, and when we read it in verse 22, it says here, um, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. So why Jesus Christ here did he constrain the disciples to go into the ship? Now what that word constrained means is you know basically you know to you know to hurry or to you know to rush um, to rush them into the ship. So Jesus Christ here who was you know he was really rushing the disciples, you know, um, please you know get into the ship and then go over to the other side. Now the reason you know you know why was Jesus why was Jesus Christ rushing, why did he do that here? And that's found in John chapter six, verse fifteen. This is the same story. Um, but it's just a different passage in the Bible, and uh, I'll read it here. It's John chapter six, uh, verse fifteen. It says here, um, "When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again unto the unto himself alone." So, um, you know, because the this multitude here, because um, this crowd, they witnessed the um, the, the miracle. They witness the feeding of the 5,000, they witness what he could do. And so, of course, their thinking was, okay, we need to get this man, we need to make Jesus Christ, we need to make him a king. So that's why, you know, that's what they um, wanted to do, and Jesus Christ saw that. So that's what Jesus Christ perceived. So they, he knew that these people were going to try and take him by force if needed to, uh, you know, to take him, to take Jesus Christ, and to... Um, you know, make him king. So, yeah, because Jesus Christ saw that, you know, he wanted to, you know, um, go, you know, he wanted to go away, he wanted to run away, to go up into a mountain. So that's why, um, you know, that's why he was hurrying his disciples, you know, okay, you guys need to, you know, get into this ship, and I need you guys to go to the other um, side. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, so while the, the multitude was leaving, Jesus Christ here, he went on top of a mountain and he, you know, he prayed and he prayed, you know, for a really long time and, um, sorry, it says here, um, you know, that he uh, became dark. So he was, he prayed for so long that it started becoming dark. Um, so, yeah, so, continuing on after that, um, uh, after the disciples, were in their boat and they were going over to the other side. We read that the wind became stormy, and um, specifically it says um, the wind became a contrary wind. Uh, I want you guys to um, jot that down a contrary wind because I'll be talking about that later on in explaining that. So, um, yeah, the wind became stormy. There were a lot of contrary winds, and you know, Jesus Christ then came back to them walking in water and at dark. And, the disciples here thought that he was a, a spirit or a ghost, like, as um, <coughs> you can say. So, of course, they were afraid and uh, they panicked, but Jesus Christ said, oh, you know, be a good cheer, it is like, you know, afraid. So, um, that's what I wanted to um, focus on today. 
than uh, this story here. <clears throat> so um, now, um, now what can we learn from Jesus Christ here? And what can we learn from the disciples and that's what we'll be preaching on today? Now first I want to talk about the disciples and what they faced. And uh, point number one here regarding the disciples is what I said before. The disciples faced um, a dark, contrary wind. Or disciples faced a contrary wind. So, now what that word contrary means is, um, basically means opposite. So the wind was going opposite towards the, the disciples and their boats. So, you know, if the boats were going, you know, one way, this way, and the wind was acting in contrary and opposite and pushing them towards this way and pushing them backwards. So, um, you know, um, these disciples here, by the way, you know, um, they were they were rowing uh, in their boat. It says here in Mark chapter six forty eight. Once again, the same passage, but in a different um, uh, different book of the Bible, Mark six forty eight. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. So these disciples here, they were they were you know they were. Using their physical efforts into you know rowing, you know they didn't have a you know uh, a yacht, they didn't have a jet ski to try and go to the other side. They were you know, they were only you know rowing to be able to go to the other side. You know if you, you know you can imagine them, or you can imagine yourself if you're just in a small little boat and you're, you yourself are you know rowing against a you know, uh, a wind that's acting contrary, so a wind that's acting opposite towards you, um, you know, and you're using all your strength, I'm sure that you would feel, you know, you feel helpless, and it might not be, you know, uh, you can't, you know, you're too weak against it. Now, you know, the analogy here, you know, is uh, the disciples here in their, um, in their boats, you know, they're like us, you know, if you, if you yourself think of yourself as a, um, as a ship. Or if you are imagining yourself, you are in a, a small boat in this big, um, you know, in a big body of water. Um, and if you think of the, the lake or the sea as, you know, the earth around you, or if you think of the sea as the uh, environment that you put yourselves in, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, there will be those, um, this, 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 the occasional storm that happens, the, the strong weather. And they will also have the, once again, I said the, the contrary winds. The winds that are acting opposite you, the winds that are you know, pushing you in your um, spiritual life or whatever that is, you know, acting opposite against you or things that want to push you back to you know, where you were. Now, you know, that's what I wanted to um, ask the question to all of you guys, you know, um, what um, you guys can identify, you know, what are the contrary winds in your life? So, what are the um, things acting opposite against you? What is pushing you um, instead of you going forward? What is actually you know making you go backwards? So, what are the contrary winds in your life? So, you know, if you want to write down that question in your notes, uh, you know that, and you can you know answer your own answer in those um, for that question. And you know, these winds can represent many different things. Um, you know, that can you know the contrary winds that can. Represent, you know, the sorrow or any the, any difficulty in your life. 
that is um, acting as an opposition in your life. So, you know, um, if you ask yourself, is there a opposition, is there a contrary link regarding your immediate friends, regarding your immediate family? You know, um, is this person, is this thing acting opposite um, in your walk with God? You know, so you know, God is telling you, you know, to you know, go forward into this path. You know, I'll be waiting for you. I need you to go forward and to, uh, I need you to serve me. And yeah, so if you just imagine like a straight path um, right here, and the, the end point is your goal, or the end point is, um, you know, a, let's say a better spiritual understanding, but a better spiritual relationship with our God, you know, and you're to you yourself, you're trying to go forward, what are the contrary winds that are pushing you back? What are the contrary winds that are limiting you from being able to go forward. A um, few examples here. Um, I always, um, I spoke about this a long time ago, but I always bring it up in many of my preachings, but I always talk about um, influences. Um, so whatever is affecting you, and whatever is making you act the way you do, whatever is influencing you in um, your, uh, basically your demeanor, um, how you act, how you, um, you know, what you say, what actions that you do. And the main thing that I always focus on are your immediate, your, your friends. So, regarding the influences on your friends, um, because, you know, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying where, you know, you become what you are, um, I don't know if I said that, but you become um, what you are around, basically. So, if you are around those negative people, so if you're around the sinful people, give it some time, it doesn't matter how good a person you are, give it some time, you yourself will turn out like those people. Um, you just, um, you adapt to their bad environment. So that's when the, you know, um, yeah, think of the influences. So the people that you surround yourself with, and not just friends, but your family, what is your influence towards the other, um, your other family members? What is the influence towards you? Are they, you know, pushing you backwards, or are they allowing you to be able to go forward? Um, definitely, I'm, I always uh, use this as an example. But uh, regarding uh, that topic of you know, influences or the people that acted as a contrary wind in my life, where back in high school I made friends with the wrong, definitely made friends with the wrong crowd. You know, they would try and peer pressure me to try, you know, uh, drugs, alcohol, etc. They would always, you know, um, they didn't, they'd always invite me to say like a party. Uh, just, just come, it's just a birthday party, nothing's gonna happen. They always try to um, uh, push me along that. And you know, when, you, when you're a teenager, you want to, you know, you want to fit in. That's one of the things you want to fit in. You want to be the, the cool kid, you want to be the popular kid. So um, that crowd is, that's the reason why I wanted to hang out with that crowd because they were seen as a, the cool people, but of course they are the negative influences. Um, uh, that they are the those were the negative um, influences that were acting towards me, and of course that um, behavior was a contrary one to make me grow. You know, back then. Um, so what would happen was, you know, I'm sure um, maybe you can, maybe you can relate. You know, and on the Sunday you'll be you know saying Amen. You'll be blessed by the words. You'll be. You know, really, you know, you'll be on fire for the Lord, and then as soon as that weekday starts, Monday to Friday, the, you know, you go to work or you go to school, all of a sudden this, you know, this different person comes out, or the, the mask 
that you wear comes on, oh, I need to you know, be the same as everyone else. So, um, you know, yeah, so um, there's a lot of um, those influences there where the contrary went. From allowing me to go forward, from allowing me to progress in my spiritual journey, these you know, so-called friends were um, unknowingly were pushing me back or acting as a win to help me, uh, to stop me from going forward. And there's a lot of different things, not just people. The places you go or the, the things that you look at, those um, you know, can act as those contrary winds in your life. So yeah, um, ask yourself a question, you know, you can write it down if you want, you know, what are the contrary winds in my life? And list them down. And you know, you should really be you know, honest with your with yourself. Um, so yeah, I remember um, Brother Levy made an analogy long ago now. Um, he likes his sports. So I remember he was talking about a um, an analogy of a, a sprinter regarding a you know um, regarding the um, hundred meter sprint with hurdles. I don't know if you remember that lady, but um, so what would happen is you know if you envision just each hurdle acting as a as a sin, or if you you know each um, hurdle is an obstacle that is trying to stop you from getting to the end, from getting to the other side. So um, um, that's the same thing. The, the hurdles are also the same thing as the, the contrary wind. And um, if you imagine yourself, you know you're the you're the runner in this. This life, you're the runner for uh, God, and you know you're the Christian. And if your end goal is to you know to do the work and to you know try and make the best of um, what you can here on this earth, you'll have these hurdles, you'll have these um, obstacles, you'll have those contrary winds. Now, what you know, what do um, you know these sprinters do? They don't. They're not looking at each individual hurdle that space. They're not looking at the, this. Sitting here, you're not looking at this obstacle. The next, their eyes are just straight towards the end, straight towards the finish line. They're not looking anywhere else. Uh, their just eyes are just focused towards the end, and then they go, jump, 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 jump. And now, but instead, you know, if they, if they instead it was that sprinter were to you know focus on each of the hurdles, so oh, there's a hurdle there. Okay, I'll just jump over that, and then the next one. You know, if they're focusing on the hurdle there, and then they go up, they jump. And then you know they're still focused on that hurdle, and then they keep going again. They keep going forward, and you know because they're looking down, because they're completely focused on this hurdle, because they might you know see this sin, they might see this um, this obstacle. Because they're looking down, and they're so focused on it. That is what will make them fall over. That will make them fall in their spiritual life. Because you know they're looking down, they're not looking up, they're not as stable. They won't jump as high, and they might you know. Get knocked down, and you know sometimes in our spiritual life, you know that hurdle might will get to us. We will, you know, fall. But of course, you still need to, you know, um, get back up and then finish that spiritual uh, race. You know, you don't just fall over a hurdle, complain, and sit there until somebody gets you. So yeah, that was an um, analogy that's similar to those contrary winds in your life, those um, things that are acting as an opposition towards your, you know, towards your end goal, towards yourself and your spiritual journey. Now, you know, after you find those contrary winds, let's say, you know, you're thinking, 
you know, you're thinking in your head, oh, what are my contract rules? What is stopping me or hindering me from being able to go um, achieve my goal, achieving my um, um, spiritual goal? You know, you know, you identify, oh, I'm dealing with sin, or maybe this this friend that I have here is, you know, not really um, beneficial to me, or maybe these are people are detrimental to me. I need to change that. So after um, identifying these things, after finding what your contrary wins are, of course, you need to you need to ask um, ask God, and to you know, help Lord, help me with this problem that I have, help me with this trial, and help me with this contrary win. Um, one thing that you know that I've been doing recently, um, you know, let's say I find a problem in my life and I need it to be solved. All right, I have a problem in my life and I, um, you know, I'm praying about it. And something that I've been doing more recently, and I wish I knew for longer now, is the um, uh, I don't know what you call it, but I just call it like the three steps: the ask, seek, knock. Um, it's something that I've preached about it before. And uh, I'll say it again. So let's, you know, um, after you identify those that um, that contrary wind, that opposition towards you, <clears throat> first step is to ask. So you know, you go go to God in prayer, and that word "ask" will represent your wants and your needs to to Christ, to God. And like, Lord, help me with this sin. You know, this um, this act, this acting as a contrary wind to my life. This is acting in opposition towards me. Lord, I pray that you help me to, you know, um, uh, go over this, help me to solve this problem, and help me help this wind to die down. So that means when the first, um, the first step there is to ask. Um, and after, you know, after I go to God in prayer, after asking, Lord, help me with this problem that I have, that will help me with this task. The second step is to seek. Now, what that word seek means is to, you know, follow up with your own efforts, or follow up with your own endeavors. So, after asking the Lord, Lord, help me with this sin, <clears throat> help me with this um, problem that I have. Second step is, you know, after asking God, you yourself have to make the effort as well. You know, you can't let God, um, God's effort be the only one there. You need to follow up with your own endeavor, or follow up with your own, you know, uh, effort. So, I'll use, um, an easy way, I guess you would say, is um, alcoholic. So, if a person, you know, um, you know, Lord, I have this problem with uh, alcohol. I have this problem with you know, alcoholism. Um, so, Lord, and then they're praying, you know, Lord, I really want you to get rid of this for me. I want you to take it completely out of my life. Help me to be to be sober. And then, then comes the next step to seek. You know, if um, but let's say they have bottles at home. If, um, if they don't follow up, so seeking, you know, maybe they can, you know, grab the bottles, chuck them in the trash, throw them away, put them down the sink. That is seeking. That person, you prayed for it, you ask. The second step is seeking. You followed up with his own endeavor to grab those bottles, to throw them away, and to, um, you know, get it out of his sight, out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, that that is the second step, seeking. So. Um, think of your own problem right now. So, um, you know, ask the Lord, um, uh, whatever it is uh, that represents your wants and needs, and then seek, follow up with what you can do yourself to help aid that problem. Um, help me to um, um, ask the Lord and then to seek afterwards 
with your own efforts to get rid of that um, contrary wind. And finally here is to knock. So after asking, after seeking, the last, um, the last step there, asking, seeking, the last one is to knock. Um, now, um, what knock means there is to basically to repeat or to, to pray repeatedly, basically. So, you know, if I'm, you know, when you're, when you're praying for something, you're not only, you're not going to just pray for it once, world, but it's, uh, it would be better for you to, um, to ask uh, multiple times, to pray repeatedly. Now, if, um, you know, it's the same thing. So, with that knock, uh, you know, if, you know, when you knock at a door, you don't just knock once, like, when you're trying to get the attention of the people inside the house, you don't just knock once, like, you're not going to knock, knock, knock at a door with just one knock. When you're knocking, you're, you know, you're, you're banging multiple times. So you're asking multiple times, so, you know, you know, Lord, listen to me, help me to come, or let me in. Um, I'm trying to get your attention. Let me in. So that is what knocking is. So to to pray um, repeatedly. And I remember the last time I said is to to pray um, importunately. Um, if you guys remember what that word meant, that's basically is to you know really sometimes you might need to you know wrestle with God. You know, Lord, please help me. I really need this, Lord. I need you here to help me. And you know you're you're you're, you're desperate. You're on your knees. You're maybe crying, and you're, you're praying, you keep asking the Lord, Lord, please help me with this problem, help me to get rid of this contrary way. So, yeah, that's um, what I've been trying to do, um, let's say if I have a problem, is those three steps, the ask, seek, and to um, knock. So, um, after, you know, so after you find your contrary wind in your life, after you find what is acting in opposition towards you, and that's when you can do your ask. And knock, and um, if you do that, you can be like um, Apostle Paul in Acts 20 24. No, but none of these things move me, uh, neither can I my life be unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So, yeah, that was the first point there. So, the disciples faced a contrary win. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so um, just to learn from that, you know, identify your contrary wind and ask the Lord to get rid of it for us. The next one there, if you guys didn't notice, that, you know, while these disciples here, they're rowing really hard in the storm. They're rowing, uh, trying to go forward, you know, they're, they're trying to get to the other side because Jesus Christ commanded them to. Uh, keep in mind that the disciples also did this during the, the dark. So they were rowing, they were rowing. Um, all throughout the, the night time, all throughout the uh, wild, you know, there's no vision, you can't see anything. So, um, yeah, so, you know, they're already using all of their physical energy, they're already doing as best as they can. On top of that, now, they can't see the destination ahead, they can't um, see the end goal, they don't know how far off they are, um, and they're, you know, they're completely blind to, you know, um, you know trying um, to get to the other side, so um, they, they can't really see their goals, so that's what was happening there. Um, yeah, if you, so it says, uh, what we read, um, Jesus came in the fourth watch. Now for the fourth, um, the fourth watch, 
um, it translates to around 3 a.m. to um, 6 a.m. in our time. I don't want to write that down. So, um, Jesus came in the fourth watch. So, you know, before before Jesus came, so they were still, you know, um, rowing, still trying to get to the other side. They say it's maybe around 2 a.m., 1 a.m. So, you know, they were really, um, they were doing this really late at night. So, of course, that would make the conditions of the disciples even worse. You know, not only are they trying their hardest, not only are they, um, yeah, not only are they, are they trying uh, hard to go forward, they can't see anything, they can't see their end, um, their, their destination, and they don't know their progress. So, I'm sure um, the disciples here, because of that darkness, because they did this in the dark, um, and they felt all this wind, and this, um, they might have felt that it was a vain effort, you know, um, they might have started, you know, doubting themselves, or they might have started doubting, you know, Jesus Christ, you know. Oh, why, you know, why did you make us, you know, go forward here into the sea when it is, you know, really windy, when there is a wind that is um, acting contrary to us, you know, when they start, I'm sure that they were, you know, they were doubting themselves, and if they were to live, and they were also doubting the Lord Jesus Christ, and, you know, doubt, well, doubt here, you know, doubt only makes us sink. Um, yeah, so doubt, um, I wanted to focus on that, doubt only makes us sink. So if you're, you know, doubting the Lord Jesus Christ, we're doubting God, then um, that is a, you know, this is a big problem for us. You know, if you're praying hard for something, and then, you know, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, and then you start doubting Him, it's, you know, really less likely for God to answer your prayer. And, you know, that will, you know, uh, break your um, relationship with God, or that will worsen your relationship with um, God. But um, what we what we see here now, um, even though that, that wind was contrary towards them, even if they were tossed about, um, they didn't say, let's go back. Or they didn't say, oh, um, it's too windy, uh, we can't do this, let's go back. And, you know, um, meet up with Jesus again. They didn't say that. So what they did here was they just kept going forward. Um, you know, they were ordered by their master to go to the other side. You know, Jesus Christ himself told um, them, you know, let um, go to the other side. And, um, you know, that's, you know, something that, you know, we have to do as well. So, um, um, they were given the um, command by Jesus, and they were given duties, and that is the same to us. So, you know, we, everyone here, we all have duties that we need to fulfill. Um, there are tasks that we need to do. There are people that we need to um, share the gospel to. People that um, you know we need to share the gift of salvation to. So um, yeah, so we, we just like them, they had a command to go forward to get to the other side, and just like them, we have the, this, these commands. You know, oh, we need to you know, go out, um, teach all nations, baptize them, and yeah. So, um, yeah, because of this journey, you know, we'll, we'll definitely face that contra those contrary winds. And um, there was a, um, a quote that I read, basically, it said that, uh, if you guys want to write it down, it says here, Though troubles um, may disturb us in our duty, those same troubles and difficulties should not drive us away from our duty. So, you know, just because there is a, there's an oncoming trouble, there's an oncoming um, problem. Just because uh, you're, you're, 
let's say you're planning to go ahead there just because you know um, you were um, led astray or um, something that happened. That doesn't mean to um, you know to stop the duty to you know oh, okay I give up, drop everything, leave. It doesn't mean you know okay um, because this happened to me because this problem arose. I just stop. That's not how we should be thinking. Instead, um, uh, those we should try and bear these troubles and difficulties, and to um, allow it to not drive us away from our duty, allow it to not discourage you to the point where you full on give up. And I think um, a common example is definitely yeah, like tracking or um, tracking or going you know letterboxing. Um, I've heard numerous stories where people have been, you know, disrespected, you know, with their head in their tracks because, you know, they don't, they don't want to hear the, the word of God, they don't want to uh, receive the word of God. There have been, I've, I know I've people that have been slapped or got into any physical altercation just because they receive the tracks, you know, just because they face that uh, problem that they face there doesn't mean that they should stop doing it or I remember my example, I guess, I remember when I was younger, I was scared of dogs. And you know, when I go um, letterboxing, and um, you know, letterboxing, and then you start hearing the, you know, the dogs barking, the loud barking. And then, you know, little, little Asian just, back then, we just panic, run over to the next house, and that house would not be left on the track. That house would just be, you know, left there to dry. So that was, you know, my thing right there. But you know, yeah, there's a lot of you know duties that we need to um, fulfill, and although there's you know those troubles and those contrary winds that are disturbing you, don't allow them to be able to stop your duties or stop your um, your command that we need to fulfill. So um, yeah, now the same thing here, Jesus Christ, because Jesus told them and commanded them to go to the other side. That already meant that those disciples were, um, you know, ready, and that um, those disciples, because they're commanded, they should immediately obey. It's not, um, it's not like, oh, we are commanded. Uh, I still need extra preparations. I still need, you know, a bit more. I still need some gear to be able to go into this journey. You know, um, because Jesus Christ already told them to go. That means that they should. You know, they should go, and then um, they were already ready. Um, and that's, uh, the same thing happens, I know, to us. Um, there's a lot of examples. Or, you know, if you think back to a time where, you know, God speaks to you, or there, if you think back to a time where God commands you to do something, when, when you know that God is commanding you to do something, you're already, you know, well equipped, and all you need to do is just go. There's no... Uh, excuse that we can bring out. There's no, oh, I need to do this first before I do what you're asking me, Lord. Uh, we're already well equipped to be able to go forward because God is with us. Um, you know, my example here, I'm speaking about my high school again. Um, there are um, many times where I, I, had, I had these friends and I knew that I had to share to them the gospel. I knew I had to, um, you know, Try and you know single them out, and to you know to be able to share the gospel to them. And I knew this all the time, and I knew that God was telling me to do this because it just kept appearing in my mind. 
over time, and I was praying about it. So I knew that God was telling me, you know, go, go speak to your friend here, go share to them the gospel, and let them know about me. You know, those those same thoughts just kept appearing. So I knew that God was commanding uh, me. But yet, during those times, I said, oh, I always made excuses. So I always said, oh, uh, maybe I'm not confident yet, Lord, I'm not ready yet, Lord. Or um, uh, a common one that I always said to myself is, I'll wait till I'm closer with them. Because, you know, if I'm, closer with, if I'm closer with this person, they're more likely to, you know, uh, receive the gospel. So, you know, I have a higher chance. So, Lord, you know, I always said, you know, uh, I'll wait a bit longer, I'll wait a bit longer, I'll wait a bit longer. I did that every single time, I'll wait a bit longer, I'll wait till I'm closer, I'll wait till I'm in a better spot uh, in the school is bad. You know, I always told myself those things, and then um, uh, I, I had these thoughts, you know, beginning of year nine, these same friends, and I'm still friends with them all the way till year 13. And even for five years straight, in the end, I didn't get to share the gospel to them. So that was my common regret. Um, you know, God was already telling me early, oh, you need to share the gospel to these people. I'm commanding you, you're already well equipped um, to go um, proceed to already um, to share the gospel to these people, so just go do it. But uh, I told myself, you know, oh, I need extra preparation. We don't need extra preparation. All we need to do is to just, you know, place the foot on the, the gas pedal and just go forward and to actually, you know, follow through. So, yeah. Um, at that point there was, um, you know, when, when God commands you to do something, you are already ready and you should only do now, I want to talk about the um, Lord Jesus Christ here, moving on here, and what he did here in these verses. So, as we read here, first of all, Jesus Christ, he went up to the mountain to pray, and he went up there alone. So, you know, we know that, you know, he still had a lot of work left, but he, yet, he still, you know, he chose to lead by example. He still wanted to take a form of a servant. He wanted to bow down to, you know, lower his head. To, you know, to pray to God. He still, um, uh, even though Jesus Christ himself was a perfect man, um, he still wanted to you know, really pray a lot to, to God. So, uh, Jesus Christ, he, had a, you know, he went all the way up to a mountain um, so he could have a private place, a place where no one is a, around to be able to um, pray. And that's something that I think that we should follow. Um, you know, um, I, you, you hear this almost every Sunday. You know, we need, you know, you need to pray more. You need to um, set some time away or set a place away. Um, that's what um, I think a lot of us should do. Have a particular spot that can happen as your your prayer closet, your prayer room, whether that just be you know uh, a small room wherever in your house or just a you know the side of your bed, uh, just a place where you can pray and you know. You know, setting um, some time away to pray. So um, that's what Jesus Christ did. He went up to the mountain to pray, and he went up there alone. He didn't bring any disciples with him. He just went up there to talk to him alone. And we all need some time alone with God. You know, so try you know, set establish a place in your house, or try and set some time in your um, in your day-to-day lives to um, to pray. Um, what I've, what I've been trying to do recently is every time that I've been uh, slowly involved, I try to every time I am driving or 
driving alone, is to just, you know, engage in prayer or to talk in prayer to God. Just speaking aloud. Of course, I'm closing my eyes, but I'm just, you know, you know um, let's say at the start of the day, um, sometimes when I come to you, um, you know, Lord, I have this, you know, this class today, I have this um, assignment coming up. Um, please help me and keep me safe on this road. And I'll just be praying as I go forward. And, yeah, because uh, if, you, if you think about it, there's no excuse for us to not be praying. There's no excuse of yeah. having time or I'm too busy or too yeah. tired. There are, you know, there's a lot of things um, in your uh, daily life that should be replaced instead with spending time with him. So, yeah, um, try and find a, um, a place where you can pray, or even setting, you know, a time. Uh, myself, I have a, um, what do you call it, a reminder every morning, and uh, it's just praying. It reminds me of the 6.45 day, and every single day, repeat it. There are people that set alarms to pray, or whatever. So, anything that can remind you um, about, um, you know, going up to, to, you know, spend time with God, reading the Bible, etc. So, Jesus Christ here, he went up to the mountain to pray. Now, Jesus Christ here, he was on top of the mountain, so he was at a higher vantage point. He was, you know, he could see a lot of things. So, um, uh, after that, so, of course, uh, Jesus here, he watched carefully, um, he watched his disciples carefully from, um, you know, because he was up in the mountain, uh, I'm, I'm sure that you can see that his, his boat, or the boat there, as a disciples you could see that they were facing a turbulent time, they were facing uh, troubles. So, um, you know, um, he, Jesus Christ knew how strong that wind was, you know, he can control the, you know, nature, or he can control um, the winds around us, around him. And then, um, yeah, so he, he knew how hard they were toiling, and he knew how hard, you know, those um, disciples had um, um, to roll. So I'm sure here, you know, like I said, when Jesus Christ is praying up here, I'm sure that he was praying for his disciples here, because um, he does pray for us. And, um, you know, Lord, you know, keep, please keep them safe, help one of those disciples that are on the boat, and to help them to not sink. Um, yeah, so, in, um, sorry. Yeah, when, in verse 22, when he went up into a mountain apart to pray, um, I'm sure that, you know, from that high vantage position, he could see those disciples. And just because the, um, just because the disciples, um, those disciples, just because they couldn't see the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't mean that um, Jesus Christ himself cannot see them. So that's the same, you know, with us, just because, you know, there are times when we forget about the presence of God in our lives, or there are times when there are, um, we forget that He is with us, but um, we should know that God is always um, with us and watching us and keeping um, us all safe, you know, just because you may have forgotten Him, because, you know, we tend to forget Him a lot, but... Um, you know, Jesus Christ and God, you know, He's out there always uh, watching us and keeping us safe. So, you know, when you're facing your, um, those, um, those winds and, you know, acting toward, acting opposite towards you, um, you know, you're not, um, you're not alone and that He is keeping us all um, safe. And so, um, Jesus Christ here next, 
you know, he um, he delayed his coming to the disciples. So he delayed his walking on water to you know um, to be able to meet with the disciples. And um, actually, here um, I need to look at the exact figure. John six nineteen says here. John 6, 19, so when they had rowed about 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea, and drawing nigh to the ship, and they were afraid. So, um, the distance there, uh, 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs, I'm not sure if it's entirely accurate, but I, you know, just searched it up in Google. 35 furlongs is about 7 kilometers. So, you know, you know they rode a really great distance. So, um, if Jesus Christ just wanted to, you know, comfort them straight away, he would have just appeared instantly. He wouldn't have waited then to go forward seven kilometers, or he wouldn't have waited until the fourth watch, once again, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. He wouldn't have waited that long just to, um, you know, to just to uh, comfort them. But I'm sure because he delayed his coming, he wanted to uh, teach his disciples a lesson. Or he wanted, um, he wanted to test these disciples' faith. He wanted to um, test them so that to see if that they would fully um, trust them. So yeah, so Jesus Christ said he allowed them to turn on that. He allowed them to go hard um, so that they could, you know, um, test their faith once again, or to fight their doubt, maybe if they had any, and to them to trust them. So he wanted them to. Um, uh, believe they um, they wanted the disciples to, to um, so that they could believe and know that um, Jesus was watching them even if they cannot see them themselves. So um, of course um, the disciples here, you know, they had a lot more to learn, so their faith was being tested here. Now keep in mind, like I said before, in the passage that we just read beforehand, that uh, before the before they went forward with the defeating of the five thousand. So they had already, you know, they already witnessed this miracle. They already witnessed this um, uh, crazy thing, I guess. There, they witnessed this miracle of this food, um, five animals and two fishes, already been multiplied to feed everyone. They already witnessed this miracle. Now, you know, if they were to, you know, doubt the Lord Jesus Christ in their journey across the water, if they were to doubt Him um, then, even after already seeing many miracles, even after already. Seeing on the same day, after seeing those five barley loaves and two fishes multiplied, after seeing a miracle, um, you know, if their you know faith wavered there, if their um, trust in the Lord, you know, disappeared there, then I'm sure that would be you know, really sad to God, and be sad to Jesus Christ. So um, yeah, so the Lord Jesus Christ here, you know, um, he delayed his coming to them. So um, that's the same with us. Um, when you know when we pray, sometimes um, God will delay His answers to us. Um, you know, you can pray, and pray, 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 but the answer of that prayer um, might come at a later date. It might come next week, like next month, next year. However long it might um, take. You know, you guys might have heard the um, um, this um, answer too. You know, when you ask God for something, when you pray. Or something, there are three answers. The three answers are yes, no, or to wait. So, um, yeah, you know, um, uh, common, uh, an, exam 
here, you know, we've been praying for uh, this church building, a new church building for probably years now. Uh, but uh, we only got that, the answer to that recently. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, we need to, you know, not be discouraged or not to have doubt in God because He's not answering our prayer. Oh, it's already been, you know, a week. I've been praying this for a week. I've been praying for this for a month, but nothing's happening. You know, maybe, um, you know, God is, um, you know, testing us, or He's probably, you know, um, uh, just, it's just delaying the answer so that we can be taught a, you know, lesson. And, um, yeah, the, you know, the answer of your prayer might just come at a later date. And, you know, you know, the more that we are praying, the more that we are waiting, we are waiting in God and not, you know, um, not putting our trust in something else. You know, when we're praying, praying and praying, and when we're um, waiting for it and not doubting it, that will build our trust in Him and show us and will increase our faith. So, you know, the more that you might fall deeper in that trial, you know, the more that we will get tested. And, and the more your faith will get tested. So, um, that's um, the one that so uh, Jesus Christ did. Delayed is coming to them, and with us, you know, um, God, you know, um, my delay is answered to our prayers um, towards us. So, um, yeah. Now, uh, a point here as well was um, Jesus Christ, you know, he came to them in an unexpected way. So, um, of course, um, remember that, uh, like I said before, uh, it was, you know, really late into the night, the fourth watch. So, like, three a.m., they can't see anything. So, you know, when they saw you know, a, a figure out on the, on the sea, that's why, you know, even they, they maybe couldn't see it properly, that's probably why those disciples were so afraid, or um, that's why they couldn't, you know, recognize him. Um, so, yeah, so he, you know, he, he might um, answer our, as I said, he might answer our um, prayer, he might be with us in a different uh, form. You know, um, he sometimes, you know, comes to us maybe in the form of uh, pain. So, you know, if, you know, we always pray to him, like, Lord, you know, help me to um, grow, help me to um, improve my um, spirituality. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> so, yeah, um, you might um, appear in different forms, and, you know, if you... Uh, need to um, to grow. <clears throat> you might come in the form of pain or in the form of sorrow, um, to just to you know to teach you something. You know, so, sometimes there are um, things that don't always go your way, and that's why you know you, you might give us this pain, this experience to you know to learn from, and in turn that will you know answer your prayer into you know growing to be more like him. So um, yeah, so a lot of the time. You know, when we have um, trials and tribulations, that's just um, God giving us um, <clears throat> lessons for us to learn and for us to get taught. So, um, He always appears in the form um, that will meet our needs at a time. If we you know, need you know, comfort, He will comfort us, but also if we need to, um, um, He might come to us in the form of pain in order for us to learn something that um, has been in front of you the whole time. So, yeah. 
And moving on here, um, his voice, um, <coughs> sorry, his voice uh, dispelled all fear. So his voice calmed down the, 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 um, the disciples that are sitting there. He said here um, in verse, um, verse 27.
cannot see their destination, they cannot, they don't know how far forward they've um, gotten, but yet um, they still decided to go forward, they didn't go back. They decided to keep carrying on, they decided to obey the Lord um, Jesus Christ, and you know, uh, so they, they didn't, um, maybe they didn't, but they um, tried not to, to doubt themselves, so they, uh, they didn't want to doubt the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, um, you know they had that um, duty. They had the command to go to the other side that they needed to fulfill. And um, just like they have, they face that command. Just uh, us too, as Christians, we have our own commands that we need to face. And um, though troubles and difficulties may disturb us in our duty, those same troubles and difficulties should not drive us away from our duty. So those problems that arise. Don't make them you know, be the reason that you full on stop in your duty or you know, just um, drop everything and you know, gave, gave up. So, and the Lord Jesus Christ here, what he did, he went up to the mountain to pray. He um, took on, you know, he knelt down and he took a form of a servant bowing down and praying. And you know, he has a, he had a private place to pray on top of the mountain and we should follow that as well. Find a place that you can pray to God too, or setting up some time for yourself to you know, write yourself to talk to God, or you know, also to read your Bible and other things to get our, our spiritual uh, food. So, um, Jesus Christ here also watched carefully with his own disciples. And um, um, yeah, so just because um, those disciples definitely could not see him, it was too dark. Those disciples. Uh, just because they cannot see the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't mean that Jesus Christ himself cannot see them. So, um, yeah, so Jesus Christ here, you know, our God here, he's always watching us and always uh, keeping us safe. And the next one here was Jesus the maid is coming to the disciples. Um, he didn't come until the, the fourth watch, um, or the um, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And he wanted to do this to uh, be able to teach his disciples a lesson, or he wanted them to, to trust him more, and you know their their faith was being tested. And um, yeah, he um, Jesus allowed them to toil the whole night so that you know they can learn to trust Jesus Christ and that they don't face um, doubt. And uh, yeah, so um, <clears throat> that's all I have for tonight. Um, Thank you for listening and let's all our hands and pray. Uh, Father God, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this night that you've given us, Lord. And Lord um, I pray that we can learn something from this um, preaching here. And Lord, if we are facing any contrary winds in our life, anything that happens towards um, our spiritual journey, uh, allow us to identify it and to be able to ask us to be able for you to be able to um, get rid of those contrary winds in our hearts and um, I pray that you continue to help us, Lord, and all these words that are being said, Lord, allow them to be applied to our time, Lord. Help us for us to believe, protect us, and live us for us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.